Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am Nick. I'm Matt. And here we are again to talk a random monster from a random monster manual. And as promised last week, we've got Monster Manual Expanded number two in front of us. Again, this is from the Dungeon Masters Guild website that you can buy the actual printed out version of this. Expanded monsters for 5e, much like what we saw with 4e. But we are on page 201. Matt, this one I think you will be excited for. This is a callback. This has some details to a monster or a a variation on a monster that we talked about probably eight, nine months ago at this point that, that we were horrified with. In fact, we talked about this monster back when we were recording in studio together. That's how long ago this was. Okay. This is the Niyogi Great Old Master. Do you remember the Niyogi? Oh, (laughs) I I just got like a little, a little heart plate in the background. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was way more than eight, nine months ago. A long time ago. Yeah. Wow. So for those of you who do do not remember the Niyogi, their bodies are like wolf spiders. Their heads are like their necks and heads are like eels. They're from I think they were from Star Jammer, so they're super crazy weird. They're nothing but evil. Yep. They're and the the great old master is how they reproduce. So when a neogi gets to a certain age, the other neogi like bite them and inject venom. And eventually the Niyogi kind of metamorphoses or, or, or it, they don't inject eggs, but apparently like the, the great old one just grows and grows and grows until hatchlings burst out of it. Right. I mean, that's, that's yeah. it, right. Yeah. And uh, the, the, uh, the other detail I remember is that if, if that doesn't happen, they just go insane. Like in old age, they just start sundowning and, and go crazy, I think. Yeah, something along those lines where I believe, if I remember correctly, we were trying to come up with some way, I don't like a story hook, basically, where you're trying to save the Neogi from having to go through this because it, it kills them, obviously. Yeah. But all it winds up doing is making them go crazy instead right something along those lines where it's there there is no good solution there's no right answer yeah it's it's for the it's for the good of their their people to do this and honestly it's probably a better end than than just going bananas yeah so the the neogi great old master page 201 Great old masters are huge, bloated neogi at the end of its life cycle having been injected with toxin by other neogi in very rare cases, however, instead of the great old master becoming helpless, the toxin instead slowly transforms the creature into a feral, egg-infested abomination with renewed unnatural strength. Okay. In combat, it relies primarily on brute might, tearing its foes with its toothy maw and claws. When faced against overwhelming numbers, it can pop and release the hatchlings from its body. These hatchlings immediately swarm nearby foes and distract them from the real threat. Horrifying. Now, this is what I want from a 
a home-brewed monster manual. Mm-hmm. They took something that was cool and said, well, what if we do this? Exactly. Exactly. The, yeah. It's, it's not awesome. just giving spells to a, to a lizard folk, you know? Yeah. It, oh, it's... Ooh. And first, it's so visceral and evocative and body horror horrifying that for some reason i i cannot look away from the neogi great old master i can't it's horrifying and i love it so much it is a car crash is. for sure and i think one of the coolest things about this specific entry is now it will make whoever reads this go back and find that initial entry in what was it two oh e, gosh I think, we, I think we started at two e yeah i think that's where we pulled it from but there have been iterations throughout the years i mean yeah. i think there's a neogi even for 5e yeah yeah so your but your players or your dm or whoever are going to go back and now try to find more neogi mm-hmm. entries because this is yeah. so cool they want to know what leads up to this why are we here and why is this basically rampaging neogi hulk yeah. coming after yeah so we have it is a huge aberration so two sizes larger than your players mm-hmm because of that, I believe it, it. the bigger it is, the easier it is to hit. So armor class is only a yeah. 14. Last week, we talked about the level one goblin alchemist who also had a 14 AC. Gotcha. We have 207 hit points, a challenge of 11. Mental fortitude. The Neogi Great Old Master has mental fortitude. They have advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened and cannot be put to sleep magically. They also have spider climb, given their 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 six spider legs and creepy claws. <sighs> they can make three attacks, one with the bite and two with claws. Bite is 3d6 plus five piercing plus 8d6 poison. Wow. And they have to make... The, the bitee has to make a DC 17 con save or become poisoned for a minute. And the claw is just 2d8 plus 5 piercing. And then we have release hatchlings, recharge of 5 or 6. This is one of their actions. The great old master releases out 2d4 neogi hatchlings. The neogi hatchlings appear in unoccupied spaces within 30 feet of the great old master and act as its allies. The Neogi Hatchlings act right after the Great Old Master on the same initiative count and fight until they're destroyed. The Great Old Master can only release up to a total of 40 Neogi Hatchlings. The total is shared with its Pop Hatchlings reaction. See, here, here's a nice detail that we, we've brought up on several occasions. I think it wasn't the Blood Hulk, the, the, the something behemoth, the one that like corpses fall out of. Yeah. We talked about, well, how many corpses are in there? Does it run out eventually? This gives us a number. Yep. Good detail. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's that's definitely a plus for this one. And I think it's interesting because when you initially said that he would release these these mm-hmm. smaller Neogi, I assumed that it was, okay, he was just going to pop and die, which is what how they reproduce anyway. Right. The, the great old master would die and these things would emerge. This is a slow burn. Yeah. This is, I'm just going to let a couple mm-hmm. out at a time so that I'm still here to obviously let up to 40 more out or up to 40 out, but I'm also going to do some damage as well. Yeah. Th- that takes the the challenge rating of the combat to 
a ridiculous yeah. level. Oh yeah, they are. They built that into the story of them instead turning into like feeble, basically egg sacs. They yeah grown stronger, and that so that release hatchlings was an action. They also have pop hatchlings as a reaction. Also recharges on a five or six. Oh, and they both have a recharge, so it's not like it's happening every single turn. That helps. Sure. In response to taking bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage, the Great Old Master can release 1d4 Neogi Hatchlings. The Neogi Hatchlings appear within five feet of the Great Old Master. Same thing about the initiative, and they fight until they're destroyed. The only complaint I have here, unless it's in the 5e book, which it may be, might not be, there are no stats for the Neogi Hatchling. Gotcha. So do you just use the regular Neogi stats or and take it down like to half the difficulty you know because they're 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 presumably tiny i believe that the regular neogi is medium to large so the yeah so i i doubt the young would be medium sized having burst out of this thing uh, a a huge creature cannot have that many mediums inside Good of point. it so they sh- they would at least be small yeah they're all kind of halfling size. They walk around That's like baby horses. Just kind of wobbly, <laughs> covered in goo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the imagery, every bit of imagery for this freaking thing is just horrifying to me. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it's not four legs. Yeah. It's eight legs just wobbling around covered so in goo. So gross. So horrifying. Whew. Yeah. I, I love this thing. I love this thing so much especially because it is a as as if your players coming upon a great old one that is just a pulsating sack of of eggs waiting to to hatch or or young youngs waiting to hatch rather they they say they see those once or twice and then they come upon this thing that's also pulsating just like the great old ones but this one stands up and starts to attack them Oh, the reveal. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. And I think we referenced this when we did the Neogi originally, but I cannot. This is just 100% alien to me. This is Xenomorphs. This is H.R. Geiger horror show. Yep. That's what I'm, I get with this thing. And and what a what a great, great, crazy monster that if your players don't know what this thing is, it's just, it's just a freak show. It's so great. Yeah, like we've we've said this a couple times with a couple different monsters, but you get that initial shock, that initial crap your pants moment, basically. And, you know, you you would get that upon seeing the inert Mm. version of this, for sure, just in terms of scope. And, you know, if you describe it correctly, that will definitely happen. But like you said, you go through, maybe there's like three, four chambers of these just pulsating masses just laying there and you go in and you you just see them and then maybe one of them looks at you and just it's crying a single tear or something and it says kill me or something along those lines but then you go to the fourth room and you assume that you're just going to get another one of these Mm. and maybe you are killing them right along the way putting them out of their misery and you know maybe you want to stop the spread of this species yeah and you go to kill that fourth one and it moves and, you know, stops the blade of the barbarian. You know, it's not a coup d'etat. Yeah. It is. 
you, it's an actual fight this time. Right. So, you know, then you have that really, oh crap moment where they realize that you're going from basically murdering helpless creatures to this thing is two category size or two size categories larger than us. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah. I, I would, I have two options, I think, to reveal that the great old master or maybe they could fit together, to be honest. Definitely have everybody's passive perception. Sure. Because I don't think walking into this fourth one that you want to say, oh, hey, everybody roll perception now. Oh, that's that's a good point. Unless you do it in every single room and then, they, then they're accustomed to it and then it's, it's not putting everybody on edge. Yeah. The other option would be maybe before they start entering these chambers you have them roll initiative for ultimately this, this one experience at the end. So not at each chamber, mm-hmm. just in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And maybe they've, maybe they've forgotten about it at this point. Maybe they thought, Oh, we didn't actually need to roll that initiative. So it's, it's really kind of in the back of their minds. And then, Oh, let's see. What's this guy's initiative. He's got a 16 decks. So that's a plus three. So hopefully, okay. hopefully, if he passes the passive perception on everybody, he gets a surprise round. Yep. But if not, he at least fights back. That's it. You can't just go up and stab him in the head mm-hmm. like you did the other yeah. ones. Say, say the, we'll say the rogue gets, which is most likely the case, the rogue gets a really good initiative. Mm-hmm. They go up and stab it. It doesn't immediately deflate and goo doesn't pour out. It picks up its head and starts to sneer that the, the, the queen alien picking up its head and pulling the, the lips back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then everybody knows that something is going on. This is that, that crap your pants moment. Yeah. This is, oh, what have we gotten ourselves into? And that's if the attack even hits because you're now you're going against an AC. That's true. And not just, you know, you're not, it's not an auto hit. Because of that, you would definitely want them rolling attacks every single time on the great old ones as well. Even if the the AC is a seven, who cares? But you got to build it up to this. Yep. Otherwise, they'll know something's up and that reveal will be lost. For sure. And, you know, there's always the case that your fighter will roll a natural one and have to slice his own yeah. toe off or something as yeah. well. So. Always a good time. <laughs> if if you, do, yeah, if you exactly. do critical failures, which pretty fun, but you got to remember that it if you're doing critical failures for your monsters, you got to do them for your, your players too. Absolutely. Yeah. Just adds a little more, a little more risk and rawness to the, to the aspect of, of, of the fight of, you know, sometimes, sometimes your hand does slip. So, so it, it, it lands the wrong way. Yep. Exactly. And if you're going to do that, I suggest finding a list yep. of those that you can pull from because it is, very difficult, speaking from experience, to come up with something new and interesting yeah. in the moment when everybody rolls a one <laughs> in a row. We did it like three or four times in a row, one of the last games we played. And by the, by the fourth time, it was like, okay, you slip again. Yeah, right. Because I, I was out. Of all the things being a DM, really testing your, your, your chops, like that is one of them, hands down. Yep. Coming up with something that seems so simple on the fly. But with so much repetition and requiring so much variety on something that really isn't that much of a variety, 
maybe at that point do you come up with maybe an environmental reason, you know, like, oh, it's, it's, it's really damp in here. So your hands are slipping or, or something, you know? Yeah. Something along those lines. My thing was, I also didn't want to hamper the players so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. with it. Like it's one thing, okay, you slip and you are, you drop your weapon, you know, move out of the way and hit your head. So you're dazed for a round. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get to the point where you're paralyzing your players or you're doing something to the point where they will now be out of the combat and maybe die yeah, that, from this. that they've taken themselves out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's drastic. But I mean, yeah, pe- people do have runs of really terrible roles. It happens. Exactly. But yeah, there, there are, I don't know if there are for 5e. I know Pathfinder first edition had a couple of decks of critical hits and critical failures. Yep. And I believe they had them broken out into like damage types. The different types as well. Yeah. So, so slashing, yeah. piercing. It was, it was incredibly helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm, I can very comfortably say you will find at least one of those lists online, even if it's not the Pathfinder one specifically. People will have compiled these things and come up with these things online. There's so much homebrew. I already looked them up. They are all over the place. Yeah, there's so much content yeah. out there. Yeah, you just got to know. You got to know what to look for and and where to look. Yeah, don't be afraid to piggyback off other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that why they put it out there. Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. This now now more the only good thing the internet has ever brought us is collaboration on D and D. I think it's. Pretty, pretty safe to say. I think that's a very good point, yes. <laughs> so the, the Neogi great old master takes the gross thing and just, just ups it even more. Great surprise. Great overall. Really cool critter. Let's see. The, the regular Neogi we gave, it, it aired on the 4th of May. Okay. I gave it nine Umber Hulk babies. Wow. Yeah. Well, I always give higher because the following two you gave three and three so <laughs> yeah though i i don't think i disagreed with or at least i shouldn't have disagreed with that assessment because i mean we were talking about the entire neo yeah. civilization yeah. At that and point. remember umber hulk babies makes me realize they can't become a member of their their society until they enslave an umber hulk that's right they are just sick they're nasty <laughs> Would the the great old master, I don't know if we talked about this or not, would it have Umber Hulks with it? Because presumably it's still alive. That's true, yeah. So it would still have, you know, Jeeves the Umber Hulk attending to its every need. Mm, that's tough, yeah. Maybe maybe have the Umber Hulk, maybe have like an Umber Hulk or two guarding the door into this chamber. What if it's like... Marlon Brando's midget in Island of Dr. Oh, the tiny little, the tiny little creepy clone. I think it was a yeah. clone of him, right? Was yeah, it supposed basically. To be? Yeah. But what if that it's just going around and maybe it's putting like wet washcloths on the pulsating mm-hmm. mass? Yeah. You know, just doing kind of little weird. It's not there to be aggressive necessarily, but it will be if you are noticed attacking its, its master. Yeah. Yeah. Which would give a greater. I guess, emphasis on rolling that initiative and being in that fight, I guess. So now you have to roll that perception because you have to, maybe you have to sneak past the Umber Hulks to kill this creature, something along those lines. 
So it's not just walk in, stab, walk in, stab, walk in, oh yeah. crap, this one's alive. Right. But in terms of keeping that surprise, you maybe want to have one in each room as an attendant, right? Yeah, that's what. That's oh, okay. What I was thinking. Okay, I thought I thought you were saying just for the just for the final room with the the great old master. No, I, I'd say that across the board, that's how yeah. they have it. Like this is my this is my Umber Hulk slave, and he's going to be with me until I die. Oh yeah, and then bury bury him with me or something. <laughs> or, exactly. Or he's, yeah. or he's the food for the babies. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. God, yeah. that would be. And it, don't the babies eat the the great old master they as have well? To. They have to when they when it explodes. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Well, the great the great old one, great old one. That's, sorry, the, that's yeah. the feeble like I've given my life for for the colony kind of thing. The great old yep. master is the 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 creepy powerful one. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I don't know. Maybe there is maybe there are two Umber Hulks in this one, just to just to to kind of trigger them and to think, oh. Something else, something's up here. Or maybe there is no Umber Hulk and it's the Umber Hulks are guarding the door. I don't know. But like what always happens, and I think I talked about it in the, the episode that just aired last week. Whenever we're talking about these monsters, I always think of them as an individual. The players are fighting just this thing. Yep. But that does not have to be the case. Oh, no. In fact, it rarely should be the case. Yeah, you're going to have a party of three, four, five players, mm. and it can get kind of old if they're all just fighting the same thing. Just a one a one thing every single time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you want to try to have a little bit more going on. That way you can bring in the battlefield manipulation mm. a bit more. You can, you know, test out some of the different abilities and powers and things like that, because very rarely will you see, like, for example, if you're fighting only one thing at a time, your barbarian will have nothing to cleave. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Which in and of itself isn't a big deal, but you know, you took that feat or you took that power for a reason. So you got to reward the players as well. Yeah, I agree. You got to, you got to be able to recognize what your players are building for, recognize their strengths or weaknesses and don't hand them everything on a platter, but, but give them, give them enough to, to really, to to make it feel worthwhile for them building into a specific a specific build and, and granted in in 5e it's nowhere near as specific and as much of an investment as it was in say like 35 but still sure but it's nowhere near of an investment in terms of points spent and feats taken and whatnot but that doesn't mean it's not a an emotional investment for the players so Very true. reward that yeah yeah, I agree. I agree. I like it. So, the Niyogi Great Old Master. How many greatest, oldest masters would you give the Great Old Master? I will follow your lead, <laughs> and I will give this nine greatest, oldest masters. Perfect. I, I mean, cannot look away from the Niyogi. Can't look away at all. <laughs> It's an awesome race. It's an awesome creature. And this additional twist on it. Yeah. A, it's like I said before, this is exactly what you want in one of these homebrewed monster manuals. Mm -hmm. They took something, they improved it. They made it creepier, if that's even possible. Yeah, they managed to. Yeah. 
it's a great job all around. And I, you know, it took a monster that we loved from the beginning. We loved when it was just a bulbous sack of, of babies. I know when it couldn't do anything except for maybe exactly. spit out a couple babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And made it really cool. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can't go any lower than that. I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. Yeah. Well, that is the Neogi great old master. That is nightmare fuel for you. Enjoy. Use it in your game, please. Let us know how it goes. And come on back next week for another random monster from a random monster manual. Thank you so, so much for listening. Bye-bye. Hey, Random Encounters is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network. 